Handful of Stars by Cynthia Lord, Chapter 15. For most of the year, the fairgrounds looked like a ghost town, boarded up and forlorn. But for a few glorious days every late August, the boards came down and the whole place burst into life. Prepare and I loaded up our truck with a table and signs and Salma's pageant dress and sandals and three bee houses she'd picked to show for her talent. Then we set off for the camp to pick her up. As the truck bounced along the roads through the barrens, my heart beat so hard, I wondered if the pair could hear it. Did you ever get nervous when Mama was in the pageant? I asked him. He smiled weakly, like a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. She always did well, but it's hard to be in the audience. You want to help, but at that point, there's nothing you can do but hope. But by the third time she entered, you must not have been nervous, right? He shook his head. It didn't matter. I'd always wanted her to get what she wanted. It didn't matter how many times. She wanted to win, and I wanted it for her. Why'd she want to win so bad? I asked. She always liked to prove a point, he said. In her day, the kids who were from French-Canadian families didn't mix much with the other kids, but she was smart as a whip and pretty as a picture. And when Danielle wanted something, there was no talking her out of it. He sighed. Not that I ever tried. When you love someone, you want what they want. She wanted to show everyone that French-Canadian girls were as good as anybody else. It's hard to imagine anyone felt that way about French-Canadians. Pepper nodded. Times change, and it's good that they do, but it only happens if someone is brave enough to be first. Like Salma, I said. I wish I was brave like her. Pepper grinned. Well, I'll tell you a secret. I had to give Danielle a pep talk every year on the church steps. She suddenly gets so nervous that she'd want me to take her home and forget the whole thing. Mama? Really? I'd only seen the pictures of Mama after she'd won. What was she scared of? That people wouldn't think she belonged up there with the other girls, or that she'd embarrass herself and forget the words to her song, or she'd trip on the dress, on her dress. I stared right out of the side window of the truck and let the blueberry barrens turn into a green-blue blur. I had never imagined Mama scared about anything. Samo was waiting for us at the entrance to the camp. Ready? Papere asked as she hopped onto the truck into the truck beside me. Let's go get you gussied up. Papere and I quizzed her on blueberry facts all the way to the arts and crafts barn at the fairgrounds. We couldn't stump her, though. Selma knew every answer. Once we arrived, everyone got quiet. One day of the arts and crafts barn was in the process of being set up with the prize-winning quilts and flower arrangements and baskets and other things that people had made. The far end of the barn looked like a beauty parlor, some pageant contestants were already wearing black plastic capes and sitting in the folding chairs with hairstylists behind them. Hannah was there, the front of her blonde hair up in clips, while her hairdresser curled the back. I was glad that Hannah was busy talking. I wouldn't have known what to say after her high. There was a weird combination of smells, old barn wood and hairspray. In the background were banners announcing the pageant and posters advertising hair products. On the opposite barn wall was a double line of 8 by 10 inch framed photos staring, starting with black and white and ending in color. Every down east blueberry queen since the first one in 1942. Right in the middle of the line was Mama smiling back at us three times. I'd seen these photos before, but I looked again, searching deep into her eyes. I hadn't ever noticed, but along with the happiness on her face... I saw relief. I felt closer to her, knowing she'd been scared. I picked you girls up here, or I'll pick you girls up here in an hour or so and take you to the church, Papere said beside me. He turned and strode up the long center aisle back toward daylight, like it was too hard to be there another minute. 
Each hairdresser from Glorious Hairstyling had been assigned one potential blueberry queen. Salma's girl had Brittany on her name tag. As Salma climbed into the chair, a surprised look passed between Brittany and Marcy, the stylist next to her. Brittany had dark hair, but with lighter stripes in it, kind of like a skunk. I found a folding chair so I could sit close enough to stop her from doing that to Salma. Could you sit up straighter? Brittany asked Salma. And where do you live, honey? Mostly Florida, Salma said, but my family is working at Winthrop Blueberries for a little while longer. Oh, are you staying in one of those cute little blue houses? Brittany asked brightly. I've always thought they would be fun, like camping. It's not camping, it's work, I snapped. But Brittany chatted on. I like to camp in the mountains. We pitch a tent and cook outside. She picked up a lock of Salma's hair and studied it. You have beautiful thick hair, but you have some split ends at the bottom. Can I trim them? It'll give your hair more bounce. How much are you cutting? I asked. Salma's mom wasn't there to make sure Brittany didn't go wild with Salma's hair, so I'd do it. Brittany's thin little eyebrows went up like she was just noticing I was there. She pinched Salma's hair between her index and middle finger and showed about two inches, right here. That's a lot, I said. If it'll make my hair better, it's okay, Salma said. Brittany looked smug, like we'd been fighting and she'd won. What does your dress look like, honey? She clip, clip, clipped, hair falling to the floor. It's blue and silver, Salma said. Hannah loaned it to me. She wore it last year. I glanced back to Hannah, still talking to her stylist. I couldn't hear the words, but her tone carried extra cheerful, already in pageant mode. Oh, I remember that dress, Brittany said. Hannah is such a nice girl. I did her hair last year, and she won. We did side ringlets and a bun for her. That wouldn't look right on you, though. Your hair is too thick for that. I could give you an updo, but I'm thinking your hair would look really pretty in a side-swept style. I fidgeted until Brittany finally put down her scissors and picked up her comb. She moved the part in Salma's hair a bit to the right and then brushed Salma's hair all over to the left. She held it in a side ponytail. We'll give you a pony that ends in a mass of curls. Or we could do a braid if you like. What do you think? Curls, Salma said. I had to admit Salma's hair was looking very pretty, though it didn't really look like Salma. Then again, pageant Hannah didn't really look like regular Hannah either. Close your eyes, sweetie. Brittany said when she finished curling. Salma coughed at the cloud of hairspray. You look fabulous. Brittany unhooked Salma's plastic cape. Now, when it's time to get dressed, be sure that you step into your dress. Don't pull it down over your head or you're going to mess up all my hard work. Here's a mirror so you can have a look. Salma held up the hand mirror, held up the hand mirror and her whole face changed. A huge smile lit up her eyes. I was so happy that she liked how her hair looked. Mama, Salma said, hopping out of her chair. Mrs. Santiago was coming up behind us. Salma ran to her and hugged her. Holding out her, up her ponytail, Salma showed her mom her curls. What does this cost? Mrs. Santiago opened her purse. Nothing, Brittany said. We donate our services to the pageant, but a pair of dangly earrings would really complete Salma's look. She showed off her own earrings and then pointed to the items for sale. We sell some over on the product wall if she doesn't have any. It's okay, Mama, Salma said. I don't need earrings. But Mrs. Santiago was walking to display of shampoos and nail polishes and sparkly jewelry and bows. She came back with a pair of rhinestone dangly earrings that glittered. These are good? She asked, handing them to Brittany. Salma hugged her mom's side. They're perfect. Mrs. Santiago put her arm around Salma and spoke softly to her in Spanish. I didn't know the words, but I could tell from her tone that it was a mom thing. I looked down at my flip-flops, wishing Papere was there to get me. Lily, here. I looked up to see Mrs. Santiago holding her other arm open to me. My feet ran without me even telling them to. 
Holding me, she rested her cheek on my hair and said something tender in Spanish. It was a mom thing.